This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, friends. How's everybody doing? Rainy Monday is always kind of a tough way to start, but... Hope you're in good spirits today. Hope you got big plans for the week ahead. I hope you crushed it over the weekend. And uh, hope you have your lights on right now because it's raining in Jonesboro. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's the Workday Red Zone. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. On the Ticket Radio Network, you can find us all over your radio dial and uh, also streaming online at 953theticket.com. Don't forget, uh, you can also take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app and search for KNEA. And you're going to be all set. If you would like to shout at us today, it's easy enough. You can call us, 870-930-3776. You can also interact with us on social, facebook.com slash the ticket radio and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or by searching for today's poll by using the hashtag WDRZ. Already getting a lot of responses there. Hey, I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio today by producer Kate Carlton. Good afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it's us. This is what we got going on today. Should be a tolerable two hours to be able to get the day started. Looking at some news and notes from around the area. Not a bad weekend for A-State baseball in terms of performance, but uh, the outcome not really the way that the Red Wolves needed it to go. Carter Holt tossed seven innings for the second straight start, but UT Arlington played it an eighth inning run to edge A-State baseball 5-4 to four in Sunday's rubber game. Will French led the way there with two runs scored on two hits. Meanwhile, A-State's Jojo Azugu will get an NFL opportunity after he signed an undrafted free agent contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Azugu was named the Larry Lacewell Award winner earlier this year and awarded that at the spring game. Also in NFL news, Arkansas's John Ridgway and Monteric Brown were selected by the Dallas Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars, respectively, on the third and final day of the draft on Saturday. In the pros, St. Louis Cardinals salvaged a split in their four-game series against Arizona with a 75 a 7 to 5 win on Sunday. Cardinals and Royals squaring off today in St. Louis at 12:15 on 95.9 Wolf. That's uh, that's a makeup game from back in April, but uh, since that starts here soon enough, we will give you some Cardinal score updates throughout today's program. And for the Grizzlies, once again going to have to stage a comeback after losing the first game of their series. To the Golden State Warriors Sunday by the final of 117-116. John Morant led all scorers with 34 points. We'll talk a lot of basketball with you guys today if that is okay. In fact, uh, we'll look to that playoff series for our KavanaughCars.com question. And it's a prediction day. Normally we would do this before a series started, but we haven't talk to you since really prior to this series starting when we talked to you on Friday it was still the first round of the NBA playoffs for the Grizzlies and then boom boom next thing you know Grizzlies already in a 1-0 deficit but I just want to get your uh, again your prediction today on how you think this Western Conference semifinal series will go between Golden State and Memphis we have it up for you as a poll on Twitter for our CavanaughCars.com question so here are your options you can pick Golden State in four or five Golden State in six or seven Memphis in five or Memphis in six or seven. Again, we didn't get to throw out the option of Memphis in four or five because, uh, well, you know. 
Uh, but, uh, of course, on the phones, you can call and make your specific prediction with us at 930-3776. Basically, this question kind of boils down to, are you brave enough to pick the Grizzlies? And if you are, are you doing so because you see a path for them to make it to the Western Conference Finals? You truly do. You look at the way that Game 1 went, you look at the way these teams match up, and you really do think that it is going to happen. Or are you picking out of uh, bias? You're making a homer pick? Or, you know, are you joining the rest of the entire free world in picking Golden State in this series? Because sometimes I think, you know, when teams have that us versus everybody mentality, that's it's a, it's a little made up. But no, 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 no. It really is Memphis versus everybody in this series. And we'll talk more on that. Coming up later, again, uh, the Grizzlies have been the comeback kings so far in the playoffs. Both in the fact that, uh, you know, they had to come back from multiple double-digit deficits in the first round. But then also, of course, you flash back to that first-round series against Minnesota and A-State, or excuse me, A-State, Golden State. Let me take a deep breath here (laughs) on Monday. The Grizzlies also started out that series in a 1-0 hole. So it's not like Memphis is in unfamiliar territory here. It's not like they can't make a comeback, but some of the things that the Grizzlies got away with in that first-round series against a young Minnesota team where they had a talent edge and a coaching edge and so many other edges, you can't get away with any of that in this series. Because even though this is not the Golden State team of five, six years ago when they were just an absolute unstoppable machine. It's not like all of a sudden everybody on that team is washed. It's not even close. There are just too many smart players on that team. There are too many good players on that team. There are so many players on that team with experience and the few players on that team that do not have playoff experience. I mean, all they have to do is look to their right or left and they're standing next to somebody who's played like 50 career playoff games and they can lean on them for experience. And, and, and Golden State has a significantly better coach than the T-Bulls did. So, so many of the things, the mental mistakes, the, the execution mistakes, so many of the things that the Grizzlies were able to get through in that first round series are just forget about it. You cannot let yourself get down double digits in this series, and just expect to snap your fingers and come back. Now, did the yeah. Grizzlies get close? Yes. But that was a very uncomfortable feeling when they got down 10 with eight and a half to go yesterday. It it ugh, it was uh, it was not good. Again, Golden State has been there too many times before not to capitalize. Um, of course, today, there is a flagrant two debate happening nationwide, or actually that started yesterday afternoon in terms of whether or not Draymond Green should have been ejected or should not have been ejected. Uh, Shockingly enough, Draymond Green didn't think Draymond Green's ejection was warranted as he recorded a podcast last night and and did not think that what he did was egregious and excessive, but uh, I, I barely care. And I know that it is wild bias here that I'm speaking through, but I don't care. The Grizzlies have been on so many other ends of calls where they have gotten hosed in the playoffs. I'm still mad about Zach Randolph's suspension in 2014, so I consider this payback. I don't care. I don't care if he gets another two flagrant calls coming up in the next couple of games and gets ejected for a game or suspended for a game. I don't care. I don't care. I consider it payback from the 
basketball gods for some of the things the Grizzlies have had to deal with in past years. Yeah, especially how he ran off the floor yesterday. Like, I, first off, I can't stand the Warriors. Second off, I can't stand Draymond Green. And just the way he, like, ran off the court and the whole theatrical deal yesterday with it, I just I, I have a hard time feeling sympathy. I didn't think I would miss Pat Beverly, but yet here we are. No, I really do. I mean, I, I like, I just, I, I can't do the Warriors. I just can't do it. Uh, as far as, you know, the other key points of that game, you know, uh, basically you got down to the end in, in crunch time there. And the Grizzlies had a couple different defensive lapses that, um, that put them in that deficit where they were going to have to take the final shot, which of course, ultimately John Morant missed, but they had uh, on either back to back possessions or two out of three possessions. There were situations where both Steph Curry and Klay Thompson had wide-open looks. Steph Curry missed a shot that he probably hasn't missed since junior high. The fact that he missed a three with that open of a look in that situation in the playoffs is still mind-boggling. I I feel like if he took that shot 100 times, 99 other times, he would make it. Uh, So he had that issue. Then you had Klay Thompson miss a couple free throws, which, of course, he's not the the free-throw shooter that, that Steph is, but... He still made 85% of free throws in his life, 85% of his, his free throws in, in his career, and so you don't normally get a break like that. So when you finally had another situation where Clay Thompson was going to have a, a good look, of course he hit it. Of course he did. Because the Grizzlies made too many mistakes there down the stretch to escape again and again and again. That being said, you know, they still get the final possession with not as much time on the clock as there should have been, but still, it was enough time to make a play. And John made a play. He was just a little bit over-aggressive in said play. And instead of getting a you know, nice assist from the glass, went at it a little bit too strong, final shot uh, banks off. And the Grizzlies fall in game one, 117 to 116. Of course, throughout the course of the day, we'll go back and we'll look at all the different stats and numbers and what have you and other insight from that game we will also you know flashback just just briefly on Friday on how the uh the Grizzlies were able to you know escape that uh Minnesota series which I that series just gave me a bad vibe for most of it but but uh, all of that coming up on the way throughout the course of the day again we're asking you today for our KavanaughCars.com question. How do you see this series shaking out between Golden State and Memphis? Give us your prediction. How many games? 9303776. We will have phone lines open during the break. And then uh, when we come back, I tell you what, we will switch sports for a moment. We'll recap what happened over the weekend for Arkansas State Baseball at UT Arlington. I'm going to sum it up just by saying missed opportunity, but we'll elaborate when we come back. Keep it here with us on the Ticket Radio Network. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Hello? Emily, it's Jennifer. I need your help. Oh, no. What's going on? I don't know if you've heard, but I'm having to work from home starting today, and I'm trying to get set up, but I can't even get calls from the office. Okay. Do you have the Spectrum VoIP app on your phone? No, I haven't set it up yet. Okay. I can log into the admin portal and forward your calls to your cell until I get it all set up. Thank you so much. You bet. Let me know when you're back in the office, and we'll get that app installed. That way, you'll never miss a call no matter where you are. Emily, you're the best. What about my video conference calls? I'll send you a link to the Spectrum VoIP portal just 
just like we use in the office. Once you log in, you'll be able to use the chat feature and the video call feature right from your laptop. Fantastic. Now I need to get started working. When working from the office, at home, or on the road, Spectrum VoIP makes it easy. If you'd like a free demo, call 870-454-HELP. That's 870-454-4357. Or visit us online at calmersolutions.com. Spectrum VoIP from Calmer Solutions. Cloud-hosted, high-quality VoIP at the best price. Right tire at the right price right now. Classic Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. Nothing stops a mother, and her day is coming. Posey Peddler is delivering all week for Mother's Day. Check out our website at posypeddler.com and send mom a pretty and peony bouquet. Or how about a beautiful leader of the pack arrangement? You can see these and many more specials like candles and jewelry for Mother's Day at posypeddler.com. Show mom how much you appreciate her this Mother's Day. Call Posey Peddler today at 932-2231. Happy Mother's Day from Posey Peddler. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need, but why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital with branches and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive through at their Race Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 Pizza Company. It's springtime and your friends at the Ticket Radio Network are ready for all the fun that comes with it. We're home to every A-State baseball game the rest of the season. Plus, home of the Memphis Grizzlies as they make their run through the playoffs. And be sure to listen every weekday to the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. It's all right here on the Ticket Radio Network. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Got a little day baseball 
going on on our sister station, 95.9 The Wolf. The Cardinals and Royals in a makeup game from April. Also, uh, if you looked at the schedule from earlier in the weekend and you thought this game was going to be played later on today, well, they moved it up um, due to... Well, I don't know if it looks like... In St. Louis, it looks like it looks here, but I think it's supposed to at some point in time today. So they went ahead and bumped that game up a few hours due to a threat of inclement weather. So right now, uh, this one has just gotten underway. I mean, top of the first, nobody out, nobody on. Full count from Steven Matz to Edward Oliveris. So multiple score updates for the Cardinals throughout the course of the day. And if you cheat on us a couple times and flip it on over to the Wolf, we won't be too much in our feelings <sighs> not too much uh in the meantime uh, checking in on some arkansas state baseball look the theme of this weekend was missed opportunity I, I it just it just is to be honest with you because you went into this series facing a team that was just on the struggle bus i mean they had won like or excuse me, they had lost like 11 straight games before they were able to mi win a midweek game on Tuesday. So they didn't come into this series uh, completely on a lengthy losing streak, but they were not faring well. Uh, they just had so many heartbreakers and just had been unable to execute. And so you thought, all right, well, A-State is kind of trending up and UTA is kind of trending down. So perfect opportunity here for Arkansas State to win its third straight Sunbelt Conference Series. And A-State was two runs away. Two runs away from a sweep. Instead, you come home having won only one out of three and probably playing a little bit of the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. You flash back to that Friday night game. And again, this is not a poorly played game because none of the games in the series were for, for A-State. There's not one thing you look at and you just say, ah, this is bad. But in that game, A-State played well mostly they pitched well mostly in in that game but you got to the end of that game and you know a state had tied it up by scoring a run in the ninth inning so you send it to extra innings tied up three to three scoreless 10th and uta able to man manufacture a run and get a run in the 11th to walk it off and if you go back and you look at the numbers from that game it's just a game of missed opportunities. You know, A-State was 2 for 15 with runners on. The Red Wolves were 1 for 10 with runners in scoring position. So you had these different opportunities and just could not capitalize. Pitching is fine. If you give up four runs in a game, in a college game, I'm not, I'm not going to be mad about that. Yes, yes, the bullpen did give up a run in the 11th. But honestly, it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Just so many different Missed opportunities. A-State was 1 for 12 with two outs. So there was just this issue with getting runners on early and then not being able to extend innings. A-State had opportunities in the 10th inning. Had opportunities in the 11th inning. And could not capitalize. You get to Saturday. It was once again an extra inning affair. But this one went in a completely different direction. Because A-State put up seven runs in the top of the 10th. To make it just a no doubt on how that would play, would play out. So you get a 9-2 win. On Saturday, and one of the things that helped that game to its conclusion was the fact that uh, A State baseball's bullpen was just spot on in that game. The bullpen threw five innings, did not allow a run, gave up uh, or issued one walk, allowed six hits, and struck out three. 
So you just had some good, good pitching there by the bullpen, which continues to be a stabilizing force, even though, you know, they gave up a run on Friday. Nash wasn't bad either. Five innings with two earned runs. So really, uh, that game on Saturday was won by good pitching and then obviously some timely hitting there in the 10th inning. But you get into that series finale on Sunday, and it was kind of the same story as as game one. You had some opportunities where you couldn't score, but also you had Arkansas State once again kind of getting bit by by the error bug. Um, there were three errors committed by Arkansas State in that game. And honestly, the game kind of got off to a rough start. If you could go back and wipe out the first inning for UTA, would have been a completely different game. But you had an er- early error there that turned a single into a double. And the next thing you know, a walk and a fielder's choice and a hit-by-pitch later, you had a couple three unearned runs that scored in the first inning. And that was when UTA did most of their damage. They only scored two more after that. Would have been a completely different game. But again, um, errors have not been kind to Arkansas State baseball this season so far. Um <laughs> Again, just a massive situation of of missed opportunities here for Arkansas State because you should have at least been able to get a series win here with just as much as as UTA had been struggling. And it was totally feasible. But, you know, I tweeted out Sunday morning, and just a reminder here, never tweet, uh, tweeted out Sunday morning that for the first time all season, Arkansas State had, had been in a position to be in the Sun Belt conference tournament field reminder that only 10 of 12 teams go and that was pretty much the first time that can be said all season a state had crept up to 10th out of 12 teams but then that loss put them back uh 12 out of 12 now that being said a state is 5 and 15 there are three teams ahead of a state with just six wins so you just got to leapfrog a couple of those it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility but that's why this missed opportunity is so frustrating because they stayed again, would have been right into that conversation and would have moved up to a tie for ninth in the Sunbelt Conference standings. It, uh, again, did not happen. Um, there's kind of some good news, bad news going on for A-State <clears throat> overall with how this team is, is performing. The good news is that the pitching continues to significantly improve. And you might be looking at the standings and saying, all right, well, A-State faced Little Rock and Troy. It should improve. But those are actually two of the better hitting teams in the Sun Belt Conference. And A-State pitched well in those series. Little Rock has the second highest batting average in the league. I think Troy is like fifth. So those teams were no slouches at the plate. And A-State pitched very, very well in those series. Uh, UTA, not a great hitting team. But still, again, you still have to go out and execute, even if it's against a poor offense. And A-State did that for the most part over the weekend. So the pitching is, is steady getting better. And that is both the starters and the bullpen. Everybody has seemed to, to stabilize in those roles. And uh, more often than not, the guys are going out there and, and pitching well enough to put Arkansas State in a position to win. The issues, Arkansas State still needing more clutch hits. And then the big one continues to be the defense. It's, it's really hard to get a feel for what these pitching numbers might look like in front of a, a better defense. Because... Sure, you can look at fielding percentage and you can look at unearned runs. And and that does tell you part of the story. A-State is allowed 57 unearned runs this year, which is insane. And they rank 
270th out of 293 teams in Division One baseball in fielding percentage. So that gives you a little bit of the picture of how this defense has, has held this team back. But here's the thing that you can't really quantify in terms of what this team would look like if this was not the case. And, and that stat is the fact that nobody in the country has turned fewer plays than A-State baseball. There are 293 teams in Division I college baseball. Not a single one of them have turned fewer double plays. 11 double plays now for the Red Wolves, and that's it. So since you obviously can't assume a double play, and there's not an error given on a double play, and there's not a statistical category for a play not made, and it's not factored into a pitcher's ERA or pitch count or anything like that, I just feel like these numbers would look quite a bit different in front of a, a better defense. It has been it has been a real issue. And we are long, long, long past the time in college baseball where you can attribute any kind of deficiency, a deficiency to a small sample size. This is just a subpar fielding team. And you're just going to have to overcome it in these final three series. Now, A-State, again, uh, going to need to win a series or two here over uh, the last stretch. And, and again, one of the things that, that helps A-State out in this schedule is they've already faced all the powerhouses in this league. Um, Arkansas State played the top four teams in the Sunbelt standings the first four weeks of their Sunbelt schedule. So that is long in the rear view. So now you get to face a South Al squad that's lost five of their last six. You face a Georgia State team the weekend after that that has gotten swept in their last three series. They have absolutely fell off a cliff. And then you face a ULM team that only has six conference wins all season so far. That's that's how the rest of the schedule goes. So, again, you've kind of you've done the climbing. Now you just got to finish out somewhat strong and not blow another opportunity like you did over the weekend. No midweek baseball for Arkansas State, so we probably won't touch base again on the uh, Diamond Wolves until coming up this weekend. Uh, other Arkansas State news you've probably seen at this point in time. Some of the, I guess, after effects of the of the transfer portal. And what I mean by that is uh, we continue to find, you know, find out information of, of, on the destination for these players that have departed Jonesboro via the portal. Lincoln Perry has found a home. It is at Texas State with... I think former roommate Lane Hatcher. I don't know. Those guys were thick. You you already know who was doing the the lead recruiting yeah. on that uh, on that, and it was his name was not Jake Spav at all. Uh, but that's where Lincoln Perry is going to be, and it looks like his teammates uh, Perry's now former teammate looks like they're geared up for that game. Jordan Carmouche, of course, is a transfer linebacker from Houston retweeted Lincoln Perry's commitment tweet and said, quote, slid to the ops. It's up when we see you. So a little bit of smack talk going. Eddie Smith responding with, quote, on God, it's smoke. So there's going to be a couple of guys that <laughs> have that game circled on the schedule. Of course, that was retweeted or commented on by several players on that A-State roster. And it could just be some friendly banter before former teammates. Or these guys could be out there looking for Lincoln Perry and Lane Hatcher 
when that game rolls around on the schedule. I don't know which one it is. I just know I would not want Jordan Carmouche or Eddie Smith coming after me. It sounds a little bit terrifying, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but that game is going to be interesting now for all sorts of reasons. And that A-State versus Texas State game is going to be the next-to-last game of the season coming up uh, not until Saturday, November the 19th. But again, that's that's going to be a fun one to <laughs> a fun one to keep tabs on. Uh, some other portal news. Terry Hampton, uh, former Arkansas State interior defensive lineman, he's found a home as he is committed to Arkansas. And other than that, I have not seen any additional portal updates from the weekend. We have hit the light at the end of the tunnel. There could still be a little bit of transfer portal news coming out, but all of the decisions at this point in time have been made. Uh, Student-athletes had until midnight on, or 11.59 p.m., whatever, on May the 1st to let their compliance officer know that they were entering the portal. And then that officer, who probably is dealing with a mountain of paperwork right now, had two days to be able to submit that information. So basically, you know, May 3rd, barring something wild going on, we will stop seeing new names enter the portal. There will still be portal news, of course, as players continue to find homes, and that news gets announced, but no more entries. Uh, Entries are closed right now. We're just, again, continuing to still find out information uh, regarding, you know, delayed paperwork and and stuff like that. So uh, that is mostly uh, the news from the portal there. Two other quick A-State tidbits before we go to the phone. Desi Seals reportedly down to three programs, uh, as it looks like he is going to, to stay in the portal there. And Maya Love has found a home as well as the former Nettleton High School standout has committed to... I had this pulled up a moment ago, and now I've, I've lost it. Uh, she's committed to Western Carolina. So, uh, still several A-State women's players in search of a home, but uh, have not seen any additional news there. Let's go to the phones. Check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? What's up, man? Not much. How are y'all? Good. You? Uh, pretty good. Uh, y'all watch the uh, Grizz and uh, Warriors game? Cade was there. I was watching from the couch. Oh, nice. Um, you know, a little aggravating losing that first game, but this isn't uh, this is not enough mere territory. I mean, they dropped the first game of the first round against the T Wolves. So, uh, you know, Bud's already in panic mode. Break the glass, you know, remove the axe, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's one game. Yeah, would would have been nice win game one at home. Yeah, but it was a one point game, and I mean, if they lose two in a row and then the three, then yeah, there's time to panic. But as of right now. I don't think it's a really big deal to y'all. I do, because Golden State is not Minnesota. They're not. You can't can't make the same mistakes against... If they they have a mentality change in game Mm. two and and come out and and play more aggressive, then then I won't panic. But but you cannot approach this Golden State team with the same kind of lackadaisicalness that you did in Minnesota in the sense that it's, it's okay to get down double digits and we'll just find our way back. Golden State is too good and too experienced for that. Okay, I, I get it, Kara. Golden State's not Minnesota, but it's one game. Like, And, I mean, I think Minnesota creates more of a matchup problem for Memphis and Golden State, you know? I mean, they don't got a good big man like, like the uh, T-Whips do. But yeah. and, and keep in mind, keep in mind, Golden State. Those guys got a lot of miles on their bodies. That's that's five years of going to the NBA Finals and playoffs, and 
Clay Thompson has had a whole slew of injuries since 2019. So those guys aren't those, those guys aren't spring chickens, you know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Steph's 34 years old, and Kyrie, or, uh, Draymond, and, and Clay are both 32. I mean, they're not they're not old farts. They're not spring chickens either. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue with you, but I did tell you my reasons that I was concerned about this series. Oh no, and I listened, and I, and I, I reported. But uh, as far as the flagrant foul or the, the the ejection, you know, Draymond did this to himself. What was it? A couple of years ago, when they was playing the Thunder, and he would do a I, who does a damn crane kick, a Daniel Larusso crane kick when they shoot. It cost him oh, the yeah. free basket multiple yeah. times. Hey, you recall that, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. He'd flare that foot out. And, like, who shoots doing a, doing a damn crane kick? What I is don't it, Cobra Kai? Maybe Stephen Adams, if he gets off that uh, health and safety protocol list, maybe he'll have some payback. Yeah, maybe series. so. I was just wearing a cup or something. <laughs> maybe you know, uh, I don't know. But yeah, Draymond, you know, he pulled. First of all, he raked him across the eyes with his hand, and then grabbed his jersey, pulled him to the ground. And he, got, and he thought by the last second, oh boy, I may get. I may get in trouble for this. I'm going to break his fall and make it seem like I'm trying to help. No, you're – he's basically Patrick Beverly with about five or six inches on him and about 50 pounds heavier. Here's I what mean. I thought was funny. So Draymond has a has a podcast, and, of course, he recorded a, a podcast last night after that game. Of course, everybody's got a podcast these days. I, they really do. They really do. But But one of the things that he says is like, quote, one thing about that foul is that I actually tried to hold him up. I was like, you had to try and hold him up because you already pulled him down. Like, it, exactly. You don't have the second a, a, um, action unless you had already had the first action. So if you weren't pulling yeah. him down to begin with, you would not have to pull him back up. Draymond's in the same in the same category as a Patty Beverly, in my opinion. I mean, Cade, what do you think? Carrie, you give me your opinion. Cade, where do you, where do you stand on this? Uh, I mean, I thought he should have got kicked out yesterday. I yeah. had no problem with him getting kicked out. I, I thought anyway, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, thank, thank you. I'll buy you a steak dinner next time I see you. <laughs> but no. yeah, yeah, he's he's he he wants to be the bad boy of the NBA. He wants to be the blue collar bad boy. Him, like I said, he's no honestly, he's no different from Pat, Patrick Beverly except he's just bigger. Am I right on that? Uh, I think he's a little bit better of a basketball player. Yeah. But yes. Well, yes, as far as that goes, but as far as the tactics and stuff, it's it's kind of like two two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Beverly's not not a, a, a bigger person. You know, he, he can't do some of the things Draymond does, but uh, I do think Draymond does embellish a lot in what he brings to the table. You know, he yeah, he's a, he's a he is a, he is a, he, he is a key piece, but he's not the main piece. He is a cog in the machine. But anyways, but uh, I hope Memphis can bounce back from this. I know you don't want to go down two over the Warriors, definitely not. And Jaw rarely misses that shot. That's the first time everybody's cutting a little bit of slack. How many times have you made that shot in key moments, guys? Uh, I mean, more often than not, he just went at it just a touch too hard. Yeah, it happens. I mean, no one's per- not even Jordan or LeBron's perfect, perfect in those situations. Well, I mean, Curry had a, a million billion times we've seen him hit a clutch three, and he missed one just a, a couple plays prior, prior to that. So it happens to the best of them, even in the playoffs. Exactly. And hey, I think Jordan Poole. I think he's going to be a future star. I mean, he's 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 going to be the guy that carries that team there into the next uh, next decade. Of, you know what I mean? He's going to be the next great franchise player. That guy, he probably would have got franchise player runner up. So I tell you what, give us your uh, give us your answer to today's question of the day. Who Shoot. wins the series? How many games? I'm I'm still going to say Memphis wins the series. About five minutes on the go. I think it's going to go seven games. Okay. 
And I uh, want to wish The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, a happy uh, 50th birthday today. Big 5-0. Uh, love his show, Ballers, on HBO. I think that's, that was, that's one of my favorite HBO shows. Ballers, have you guys you guys seen that, by any chance? Uh, I watched the first, like, two episodes of that. Yeah. I didn't really get into it. It didn't take? Yeah. Gotcha. I'll say this. He's a hell of a lot better uh, wrestler turned actor than Hulk Hogan ever was. I'll say that about The Rock. Okay. <laughs> anyway. See you guys. See ya. 9303776 is the number to call. We're a little bit overdue for a break. We'll take one. We will tell you, though, uh, Paul Goldschmidt is homeward for the Cardinals, so they're up 1-0. More on that when we come back. Keep it with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Hytrol's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world. You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hytrol. It's a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. Think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hytrol. And so there's a bigger purpose there. Become a part of the Hytrol family. Visit careers.hytrol.com. Let NEA Golf Cars keep you from becoming your golf group's Can I Ride With You guy. You know, the guy standing by the first tee always needing someone to jump on with. NEA Golf Cars offers new carts and all the top brands, including Onward by Club Car and a large selection of used carts, plus all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its best this golf season. Go to neagolfcars.com or call 236-GOLF for more information. It's good. Goodbye, Can I Ride With You Guy, and Hello Sweet Ride. Thanks to NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Visiting with A-State pitcher Carter Holtz. Most people that have hip surgery, they aren't young. I would hang out with people that were like 80 years old, and they're like, oh, we just had the same surgery you did, sweetie. And you know how that makes you feel like I'm working out with grandmas all day. Like, that's what I was doing. So, Start eating dinner at 4 o'clock? Mm-hmm, dinner at 4 o'clock, coffee at 6.30 a.m., you know, like reading magazines, crossword puzzles, all the above. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Soybean price is falling hard. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB new market report. May corn at 807 and a half down 10 and three quarters with July corn at 797 and three quarters down 15 and three quarters. May soybeans at 1672 down 36 and a quarter with July soybeans at 1641 and three quarters down 43. May wheat at 1050 that's up six and a quarter with July wheat at 1050 and three quarters down five. May cotton at 15544 up 311 with July cotton at 14953 up 390. July rice at 1715 down 32 and a half cents with September rice at 1720 down 31 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, June live cattle 135.42 and a half, up 277 and a half. August live cattle 137.02 and a half, up 175. May feeder cattle 161.07 and a half, up 472 and a half. With August feeder cattle 174.07 and a half, up 580. May lane hogs at 99.95, down 95. With June hogs at 105.02 and a half, down 135. That's your EAB New Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Soil, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Soil Ship Enterprise to explore soil life, to boldly grow where cover crops have never grown before. Farmer's Log, soil date 31655.4. We've come across some strange but incredibly helpful life forms. We didn't have to travel far to find them, but these organisms have proven invaluable on our trip through the solar system. They help feed us by nourishing and protecting our crops. They've built our soil structure to make it more resilient to the harsh weather we encounter. Our sensors indicate they're even helping us store carbon that plants take out of the atmosphere and put it back into the soil. 
Guess you can say our living and life-giving soil is the best thing to cling on to. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's soil fleet humor. <laughs> Visit your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today and learn more about the basics and benefits of soil health. This message brought to you by USDA and this radio station. If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Prior to the break, we mentioned that Paul Goldschmidt had homered for St. Louis, so they're now leading the Royals one to nothing in the top of the second. That is the Cardinals' only hit so far today. So it's still very early, and of course, it is airing right now on our sister station, ninety-five nine, the Wolf. We'll talk more Cardinal baseball and Cardinal baseball with you in just a moment. Phone lines open at 9303-776. Checking out our KavanaughCars.com question today. We're asking you for your prediction on Memphis Golden State. Right now, 54% of you rolling with the Warriors, although you're divided on how many games it's going to take. 46% of you uh, going with the Grizzlies. Nobody, uh, nobody brave enough, even though it's completely anonymous on the Twitter poll, nobody brave enough. To say that Memphis is going to come back in this series and win four in a row to close it out in five. Uh, all 46% of you who have voted for a Memphis comeback say it's going to take six or seven games. And look, that's that's the way that I would tend to lean as well. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it'd be awfully fun to watch. But I just uh, I don't know if that is actually feasible to, to speculate on at all. Uh, again, you know, I just I just continue to maintain that the Grizzlies can't do in this this series what they did against against Minnesota because Golden State has just been there and done that so many so many times. And in fact, you go back and you watch some videos prior to tip off yesterday, and the Warriors just look so loose um, in their warm ups. There's a, a video that made the round from warm ups where basically Steph is doing this goofy Euro step throws the ball 30 feet in the air and then it bounces up and looks like it's going to go in off the bounce. And then Clay instead knocks it out of the, the basket with a three and his teammates all just freak out. So they're not, they don't, they don't care. They don't care anything about what's going on prior to the game. They're just out there having fun. They were super loose. And uh, I would expect them to be that way throughout the rest of, of the playoffs. They're just so used to this environment and, and this spotlight. One other story, kind of, sort of, from from the playoffs. Um, obviously, you know, more people around the country are, are tuning in and watching John Morant, but he was kind of a viral superstar throughout the course of the season anyways. I do think it's great that people are learning more about Brandon Clark and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. and some of the other guys on that Grizzlies roster that make this team go, but 
there is not going to be a bigger star that comes out of this playoffs uh, for the Grizzlies than probably Team Morant. He has managed to <laughs> yeah. hit a new stratosphere. I feel like, and I don't necessarily love this. I'd re- I, w- I would like to see some bench reactions every once in a while, but it seems like in that broadcast yesterday, every time John made a shot, the next camera angle was immediately looking in on Team Morant. And I get that. That's his dad. Uh, he is, yes, a, a doppelganger for, for Usher. <laughs> but uh, but it's been kind of funny the way that, that Team Morant is kind of taken over. I did see one tweet about it that, that really cracked me up from Mark Giannotto, uh, who is uh, Memphis Media. But said, quote, after his rousing series win over Carl Towns Sr., T. Morant moves on to his second round matchup versus Del Curry. Yeah, I don't think Del Curry is quite as hype <laughs> as Carl Towns Sr. First off, uh, Steph had him sitting two rows behind the bench. He couldn't even put him on the floor or one row behind the bench. He was like sitting by himself, one row behind the Warriors bench. And I don't really think he ever got animated. So, Well, Seth Curry even weighed in on the Morant-Curry matchup. and said, quote, tough matchup for both. While Dell has been there before and won't be phased by anything, T comes with an energy and passion ra- rarely seen. So the next round matchup, maybe not as hype as the first round dad matchup, but we'll continue to see. Uh, let's go ahead and hit pause here, go right back into a break. Phone lines will be open at 9303776. We'll, we'll come back and uh, touch a little bit more on the St. Louis game when we return. Keep it here with us on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. For many franchises, the NFL Draft provides hope. Every year, there's a number of teams you can count out from making the playoffs, right? But the draft is the ultimate equalizer. If a team hits on a top pick, that player can turn a franchise around. Look at the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the Rams' Aaron Donald, The Bengals, Joe Burrow, those players selected in the first round, they've helped lead their team to the Super Bowl. What makes the draft interesting, though, is no one has any idea which players can develop into a transcendent star. By now, multiple analysts have pumped out their draft day grades. A bad grade will usually send fan bases into a panic. But before everybody starts overreacting, just remember how often teams and analysts miss on players. Yes, Tom Brady, Jamarcus Russell went first overall and was widely considered an excellent pick. So before you start calling for your GM's job, how about we let this play out just a little bit? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. What is the ideal entertainment situation? The thrills of cinema mixed with all the comforts of home. Perfection that you can now own. Love Sack Sectionals with Stealth Tech. We're talking about the drama of Dolby Digital Surround Sound by Harman Kardon and the convenience of wireless charging, all seamlessly embedded inside the endlessly adaptable and infinitely cozy couches. Love Sack, SAC.com. Sectionals, the world's most adaptable couch, now with Love Sack Stealth Tech. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like Cashback Match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations to apply. 
Celebrate Cinco de Mayo at the biggest Cinco de Mayo celebration in Northeast Arkansas, Thursday, May 5th, at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Be there for authentic Hispanic and Cuban cuisine served buffet style. Indulge yourself with a wide variety of customized adult beverage creations. Get lost in the night with live music from Mariachi Azteca. Dance the night away with live DJs, plus photo booth fun and more, all hosted by us. It's time to gather again, and there's no better time than now. Bring your friends to the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center and celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Tickets are only $40, and that gets you a buffet full of authentic Hispanic and Cuban cuisine, beverages, live music, dancing, and a night out to de-stress and unwind. And a portion of the proceeds will go toward a scholarship fund prepared by El Centro Hispano. VIP packages are available for tables of eight with even more exclusive benefits. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo, Thursday, May 5th, at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Tickets are on sale now at the Embassy Suites Lobby Bar at El Centro Hispano and on Facebook when you search Embassy Suites Jonesboro. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Just a few minutes left in this noon hour. Kara Richie, Cade Carlton with you. 9303-776 is the number to call if you want to get the last word of this noon hour and tell us how you think this series between Memphis and Golden State is going to play out. Of course, uh, Golden State obviously already with a 1-0 advantage in this one. So once again, as has been the theme so far throughout the <laughs> the playoffs, the Grizzlies have a deficit to come back from. And that has been something that we've seen we saw a 1-0 comeback uh, from that 1-0 series deficit in the last series. We've seen the Grizzlies come back from multiple double-digit deficits. So it's just been, again, it's been the comeback king so far. But do you believe they can do it in this series? St. Louis Cardinals up 1-0 right now over Kansas City. They're facing Zach Grinke, who is my favorite weird pitcher in all of baseball because he is just a different human being, uh, but uh, also still a very good pitcher. But uh, Cardinals able to get that run on a blast from Paul Goldschmidt. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals have done a little bit better with the long ball over the past couple of games than they did for quite a while. In fact, uh, prior to yesterday, the team had gone 10-ish games and over 360 at-bats with just one home run as a squad. And during that time, I'll be honest, I was kind of starting to get a little bit 
you know, concerned about the offense. Because, yes, you can manufacture runs and play small ball and, and this and that or whatever, but, I mean, this is such a long ball-driven league at this point in time uh, that your team, if, if your team who has so many guys on that roster who are capable of going yard is is struggling to do so, it does make you a little bit concerned. But you had a, a homer by Bader yesterday. Um, Aaron Otto with a homer as well, and that was in a three-batter stretch that propelled the Cardinals to a 7-5 kind of much-needed much, much win over Arizona. Because if St. Louis had lost that game, that would have been six losses in their last eight games. And while you can understand losing a series to a Mets team that has the best pitching on the planet, I was really going to struggle if the Cardinals lost three or four to the Diamondbacks. <laughs> um, they're not good. And their offense is putrid. They are batting 181 as a team. You can't. You cannot lose that series. So the Cardinals did at least manage to salvage a split in that series and maybe, you know, take some momentum into what is kind of an interesting series against the Royals. They do play them three times over the next three days, but this one is in St. Louis in a makeup game, and then you had two KC for the additional games to uh, to wrap up that interleague uh, rivalry series, I-70 series uh, for these two teams. I still can't quite wrap my head around how I feel about the Cardinal offense. Uh, it does seem to be right now a little bit top-heavy in the sense that you've got a couple of guys that seem like they're doing all the heavy lifting in terms of, of stats. Um, there's just not a lot of guys that are consistent right now. But I will tell you, although statistically St. Louis is very middle of the pack in a lot of different offensive stats, I will tell you their strikeout rate for that offense is actually the second lowest in baseball, and that is a number that, that gives me a little bit of encouragement. They're not going up there and whiffing a lot, so that's nice. Red Wolf Mark, music's about to hit. What you got for us today? Hey, Mr. Ricky, how you doing today? Good, you? I'm doing good. Um, you, you know Mother's Day's coming up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Kate, I know you're going to get your mama something for Mother's Day. Hey, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let you know the music's gonna play any second yeah. now, so you got to get right to the uh, point. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna say something. I think that girl needs to buy you something good to eat. And I think, uh, okay. and I'm, and I, and I tell you who needs to be our next panel record director. Okay. Arkansas State. We we either need. Uh, I got two names: Dickie Nutt, Missouri, uh, assistant coach Missouri, or. Robert. Red Wolf Mark, we appreciate the phone call today. Okay. All righty then. Thank you. All righty then. That wraps up hour number one here on the Workday Red Zone. We'll continue to recap a lot of the things that we saw from over the weekend. Still a lot more I'm going to talk about in regards to that Grizzlies game. The Grizzlies team in general, both uh, their series that's already started with Golden State, just uh, flashing back a little bit to how that series with Minnesota wrapped up. We'll continue to look around Major League Baseball. We'll recap some of the news and notes from the NFL draft. And who knows what else we'll get into today before we call it a wrap. But we've still got one more hour to go here on the Workday Red Zone. Hope you keep it right here with us on the Ticket Radio Network.
This is Will Oswald with the Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. In Sunbelt Baseball over the weekend, A-State dropped the final game of the three-game series to Texas Arlington yesterday, 5-4. The Mavericks scoring in the bottom of the eighth to pull out the win in the rubber game of the three-game set. Red Wolves will next be in action on Friday through Sunday at South Alabama. In the majors, the Cardinals' makeup game against the Royals moved up three hours today due to the threat of inclement weather later today in the Gateway City. Right now, after two innings of play, the Cardinals lead the Royals 1-0 on a one-out homer in the bottom of the first by Paul Goldschmidt off Royal starter Zach Grinke. It's Steven Matz on the hill for St. Louis. He has struck out two through the first two innings. The game now in the third on 95-9 the Wolf. And no last-second layup magic yesterday in game one of the Western semifinals. For John Morant, the Grizzlies fall to Golden State 117-116 in the series opener. Game two tomorrow night at 8.30. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest for the Ticket Radio Network. Would you like to earn up to $21.25 per hour? Would you like opportunities like growth advancement and enjoy benefits? Denso and Osceola is offering just that in your first year. Denso is the industry leader in the design of advanced automotive systems. Denso builds the best products in the world by hiring the best people. You can earn up to $21.25 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays in your first year by becoming a Denso team member today. Start your new career with Denso. Denso also offers referral bonuses, plus medical, vision, dental insurance, and a 401k with a 4% match. Apply today at DensoCareers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. That's D-E-N-S-O Careers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. Walk-in interviews every Wednesday from 9 to 11.30 a.m. at 100 Denso Road in Osceola. Earn up to $21.25 per hour. Get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 days paid holiday plus benefits today with Denso. After such a wild winter, your lawn and trees deserve some TLC. Call J&K Lawn and Tree Service this spring. Broken limbs, storm damage, diseased and dangerous trees, J&K can handle it all from fertilization and treatment to trimming and removal. They'll have your yard happy and healthy again before you know it. Ready for barbecues, tire swings, and running barefoot through the grass. Call J&K Lawn and Tree Service today at 897-1329 to get your yard ready for all spring has to offer. J&K Lawn and Tree service folding a fitted sheet programming the thermostat matching your socks why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with an auto owners insurance independent agent getting the right coverage for your home doesn't have to be one of them so you can get back to more important things like finding that missing sock that's simple human sense clark property insurance the easy trusted way to buy insurance in jonesboro go to clarkins.net or call us at 931-7100 home buyers throughout northeast arkansas continue to praise the team at first financial mortgage here's what angela had to say we bought and refinanced through first financial mortgage it was an easy stress-free process both times we will continue to use them and refer everyone to them i also had a friend getting a mortgage from a bank and she was having a horrible experience i gave them the number for mary at first financial mortgage and now they own their own house, which relieves so much stress for them. Call Mary Tucker today, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hey there, this is Brad Bobo, personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt, Arkansas in the SEC, plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports. Plus, you never know when a song is going to break out. 
So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, right here on the Ticket Radio Network. This is KNEA K237FI, 95.3, and K245CW, 96.9 Jonesboro, and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. made it halfway through our Monday. Still another hour to go, but that's okay. I think we're going to make it. I hope you all are doing okay out there. And thanks for tuning in. 9303-776 is the number to call. And we're asking you today to make your prediction on how this Western Conference semifinal series between Golden State and Memphis is going to play out. Uh, 54% of you rolling with Golden State. 46% of you Going with the Grizzlies, we'll look later at how those boats break down. Kara Ritchie and Cade Carlton here with you for another hour. Of course, that question is brought to you by our awesome friends at KavanaughCars.com. If you're in the need for some new wheels, today is probably not really a day where you want to get out and about and look. It's kind of gross. It has been raining, probably will be raining. So uh, start your search inside from the comfort of your couch. Heck, maybe you're still at home in your pajamas, in which case I'm insanely jealous of you. But uh, you can pull up the website no matter where you're at. It's KavanaughCards.com, and they have the full inventory there of every single vehicle on every single Kavanaugh lot. That's whether it's new or pre-owned. Uh, you can go ahead and search through that inventory. And then once you've picked out your dream ride, you can go ahead and get pre-approved. Find out what your tra- uh, trade it is worth. Calculate your payments. Just pretty much anything. Anything regarding buying a car. You can take care of a ride there at KavanaughCars.com. Grizzlies facing a 1-0 deficit, as I think everybody is all aware of, but I do want to flash back uh, to that Friday Game 6 closeout of the Timberwolves for one moment. One, I want to brag on Kate Carlton, because all day on Friday's show, we... Not that day, but the past previous games before that, we had kind of given J3 some grief due to the fact that he was, for a good part of that Timberwolves series, ineffective. Uh, He was struggling to stay on the court due to foul trouble. And then obviously, when you're not on the court, you're not going to be able to make plays. You're not going to be able to put up good numbers. And so on this show on Friday, Cade said, look, we're not going to see this happen today. Uh, J3 is going to be out there. He's going to play a ton. And lo and behold, he was out on the court for 34 minutes, which I'm fairly sure is the you know, highest minute total he had put in through that point of the playoffs. And then what happens when you're out on the court? Well, you have a tendency to be able to put up some good numbers, and he did. 18 points and 14 rebounds in that game. And then just as importantly, he carried over that good play into game one of the series against Golden State. Uh, nationally, you know, Jaws is going to get all the attention. He was the leading scorer in that game with 34 points, but the Grizzlies do not hang in there at all or even close to it without the play of, of Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and also Brandon Clark as well. Um, J3 in that game, 33 and 10. 
So just a monster performance from him and where he really kind of made things count was behind the arc. I mean, six for nine from your from your unicorn, from one of your bigs, that's great. And so many of those were clutch buckets. And then Brandon Clark, uh, 12 points and nine rebounds. But I swear there was a stretch where for probably two or three minutes where he grabbed every single rebound and just looked like a human vacuum. And that was at the point in time when the Grizzlies were trying to erase that 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. And so those guys obviously... Uh, sparked a lot of they sparked that rally they had a lot of good plays there um, in that fourth quarter comeback of course as we all know uh, the comeback was was not complete and today and even going back to Sunday there is definitely a Grizzlies versus everybody vibe to this series it's certainly not a foreign feeling for Memphis to be an underdog in so many different ways but you go in and you look at the predictions from some of the national writers and the talking heads and (laughs) uh nobody nobody is rolling with Memphis if you look at the ESPN predictions all 20 of their NBA experts picked the Warriors to win three of those picked the Warriors to win in five and only one person out of those 20 Pick the series to go seven games. I haven't looked at Sports Illustrated's experts. Apparently, they had an expert. That's one. Hold up your your <laughs> little one pointer finger. One expert that actually rolled with Memphis, and I didn't click on the link to see who it was. Kind of reading a synopsis here, but but if you're looking, that's that's 32 out of 33 NBA experts for ESPN and Sports Illustrated that went with Memphis. Uh, so. Again, you have a Memphis versus everybody vibe in terms of predictions. Kate, I overheard a conversation you were having earlier in terms of um, kind of the betting outlook for this Grizzlies and Warriors series, and it was also kind of more in the same vein. Yeah, I mean, I I think the most popular bet now on FanDuel is for the Grizzlies or for the Warriors to sweep the series, which, like, I I, I don't think the Grizzlies are going to win. I think they're probably losing six, but I don't – think I would pick the Warriors to sweep them yeah now if they win tomorrow then yes but if the Grizzlies win tomorrow like like, I just don't see a scenario which the Grizzlies aren't going to win tomorrow night I think the big issue here and this is not I'm not trying to say like it's rigged or anything like that one of the issues with this series that really does not go the Grizzlies way is the fact that um, when you say Grizzlies versus everybody the NBA is not on the Grizzlies side here and what I mean by that is there is no other series that had as quick of a turnaround from wrapping up the the series to moving on to round two than Memphis is facing. Um, yes, I know that the Memphis series went went long. Um, it was the only one that was still being played on Friday. But you look at a team like the you look at some of the games that are going on tonight. Uh, you've got Seventy Sixers and Heat, Mavericks and Suns, and those series wrapped up on Thursday, but yet they didn't have to play Sunday. They didn't. If they were going by the Grizzlies timeline, they would have played on Saturday. But instead, they get a, they they get to wait until Monday when they're playing. So just a, a significant scheduling disadvantage there. Yes, because the Grizzlies could have used that day. Obviously, um, Ja. You know he didn't. 
he didn't uh, struggle in the first three quarters the way he's he's done in some other games, but it still took him 31 shots to get his 34 points. You've also got the fact that you know this is a team that's without a couple of contributors. Um, I, I felt like we were we would see Stephen Adams a lot more this series, but now he is sidelined due to health and safety protocols. Zaire Williams is also dealing with a sore knee, so he's missed the last two games. So so. In addition to the experts, in addition to the gamblers, the NBA is really not on Memphis's side either. So you're kind of fighting all of these different battles. Although, again, I'm not not saying it's rigged. Sometimes that's just the way it, it works. I did see a comment from someone on social media. And I'm trying to do this thing now where I don't argue with strangers on the internet. But I did see somebody say that, that the NBA wants the Grizzlies to win. And I scoffed at that. Yeah, I've seen that <laughs> remark too. I, yeah. Like what? Yeah. What drugs are you on? Seriously, have you already been drinking? Seriously, because I, yeah. don't, I don't buy that. If, if they want anybody to win, it's the Warriors. Yes, because even though the Grizzlies have certainly generated a, a lot of headlines, um, you know, and, and the the diehard fan I think realizes how how good they are. When it's time for the playoffs, and you want everybody on your project, uh, you want everybody's eyes on your product. I mean, you need the casual fans in there as well. And the casual fans are going to want to rather watch Golden State than Memphis. They know who Steph Curry is. They don't know who Brandon Clark is. Yeah. They know who Klay Thompson is. They, they don't know who J3 is. They might know who Jai is, but the rest of the guys, no. Golden State is going to have more of those names that get the casual fan invested. So if we're talking conspiracies, there is not some kind of large conspiracy that got... Draymond thrown out of last night's game or yesterday afternoon's game. I did just no, not for one second do I buy that. In terms of you know his ejection and what that means going forward, the one thing to kind of keep an eye out for is you get allowed what four flagrant points. Uh, yeah, I a, think, yeah, something like that. Yeah, in a playoff series, so um, you know that could be four flagrant ones or two flagrant twos or any kind of mixture of that so the the only thing that this is going to have the only way that this could impact the series going forward is if green gets to four flagrant points and he's halfway there after yesterday but what that would mean is then he would miss a game so it's certainly not like you know you commit another flagrant two and you get tossed for the rest of the series you're just going to be sidelined for a game so that is uh something to keep tabs on there uh, a couple more games, of course, coming on, on tonight. Uh, a couple more series starting up tonight. Actually, uh, one one series got underway yesterday, and the Bucks kind of made it look easy. They really didn't have any issues with the Celtics. 101-89. Of course, the Celtics, you wonder, you know, if being sidelined for as long as they were might have kind of hurt them a little bit. They've been off almost a week because, of course, they were the only team in the first round of the playoffs, to be able to sweep their opponent. So they haven't played in a minute. And then also, you know, turns out Giannis is still pretty good. He didn't have a good game, to be honest with you. He finished with the triple-double, but it was not one of his best games. And they still made it look fairly easy. Um, from a shooting standpoint, I mean, he was 9 for 25. That's not a great performance. But a triple-double, he basically had an alley-oop to himself. And they won that one, 101-89. Tonight's slate, 76ers and Heat at 6.30. Mavericks and Suns at 9 o'clock. And then the uh, full 
slate for today's games is on TNT. So just a heads up there for those of you wanting to find those later. We'll hit pause here, continue to come back, and look around the headlines from the weekend. We'll recap some of the NFL draft action right after this on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Visiting with A-State pitcher Carter Holt. Most people that have hip surgery, they aren't young. I would hang out with people that were like 80 years old. And they're like, oh, we just had the same surgery you did, sweetie. And you know how that makes you feel like I'm working out with grandmas all day. Like, that's what I was doing. So, Start eating dinner at 4 o'clock? Mm-hmm, dinner at 4 o'clock, coffee at 6.30 a.m., you know, like reading magazines, crossword puzzles, all the above. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo at the biggest Cinco de Mayo celebration in Northeast Arkansas, Thursday, May 5th, at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Be there for authentic Hispanic and Cuban cuisine served buffet style. Indulge yourself with a wide variety of customized adult beverage creations. Get lost in the night with live music from Mariachi Azteca. Dance the night away with live DJs, plus photo booth fun and more, all hosted by us. It's time to gather again, and there's no better time than now. Bring your friends to the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center and celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Tickets are only $40, and that gets you a buffet full of authentic Hispanic and Cuban cuisine, beverages, live music, dancing, and a night out to de-stress and unwind. And a portion of the proceeds will go toward a scholarship fund prepared by El Centro Hispano. VIP packages are available for tables of eight with even more exclusive benefits. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo, Thursday, May 5th at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Tickets are on sale now at the Embassy Suites Lobby Bar at El Centro Hispano and on Facebook when you search Embassy Suites Jonesboro. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Hi, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. AC issues in the summer interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your air conditioning repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore same-day guarantee. We'll send a licensed, trained, and background check technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. 870-336-2023. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend, some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. 
to get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade still here with you, 9303-776. Taking your predictions today on how you think this Golden State and Memphis series will shake out. Are you brave enough to take the Grizzlies to come back in this one? And if so, in how many games? Or you think the Royals can go ahead and uh, close out the Grizzlies after starting off? with a 1-0 advantage. Uh, Checking in on the Cardinals as they're about an hour into their makeup game with Kansas City at Bush Stadium. Still 1-0, which has been the score since the first inning when Paul Goldschmidt homered, but now this one is in the top of the fourth. I think, I feel like every time I've looked and the Royals have been batting, they've had a runner on. But Steven Matz has been able to wipe out any damage today. So even though the Royals have a 4-2 to two hit advantage. It is nothing Cardinals in the only stat that matters. So we'll continue to monitor that one. Right now, top of the fourth, runner on second, two out, two and two count to Bobby Witt. So more on the Cardinals coming up later. Switching gears and checking in on the NFL. Of course, the NFL draft wrapped up over the weekend. We recapped round one with you uh, back on Friday, but then we saw rounds two and three that night, uh, and then the, all the remainder of the rounds on, on Saturday. Um, there was not a Red Wolf selected, which unfortunately has gotten to be a pretty lengthy drought at this point in time, going to back to 2014 when Ryan Carruthers was selected in the fifth round. But um, there is good news for Joe Zugu, better known as JoJo. Uh, he was signed to a undrafted free agent contract by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Of course, Joe was a JoJo a really important part of the A State defense last year. Seven and a half sacks among his 16 tackles for loss. He just played one year at Arkansas State. Prior to that, three years at North Texas but a big contributor for the Red Wolves again last season and uh, the Larry Lacewell Award winner as well. So uh, wishing JoJo well when he gets to camp and hope that he is able to break through. There is a little bit of a, I guess not, there's just a little bit of a, a lack of depth right now in terms of Arkansas State on, on NFL rosters. Of course, um, everybody knows who Demario Davis is. And the fact that he's still there with the Saints. J.D. McKissick, of course, is coming off a good season with Washington and then an eventful offseason where <laughs> he was going to sign with Washington and then he was going to sign with Buffalo and then he signed with Washington, which was a fascinating story for a little bit. In terms of some of the other guys, I think uh, I've had a couple people reach out on social media and ask what where Omar Bayless is. He signed a futures deal with the Chiefs in the offseason, so that's where he's at. Horace Merrill still with the Chargers, Kirk Merritt with the Dolphins. So, 
actually Kirk Merritt went somewhere else and I apologize on that because I just had a brain lapse on where that was but I'll have to double check I think he might be with the Saints he is he's with the Saints so uh, an update there for Merritt but uh, it would be nice to have some more players to, to keep tabs on of course that being said the guys right now in the USFL that are A-State alums continue to show out I I did not watch any USFL this weekend which um, I just keep forgetting I promise I'm going to get there eventually but I, I know I did not see any viral Jay Adams catches from the weekend so I'm going to assume that he still played well but but did not have one of those uh, I have seen some good notes on Chris Odom and the damage that he's been able to do there defensively on uh, in the USFL. But we'll continue to check in on those guys coming up soon. Interesting notes, of course, as we continue to talk NFL and look at how the draft shook out for everybody. Uh, first off, pretty cool, I thought, that Washita Baptist had the first player ever drafted from their team. Uh, which is is pretty cool, as uh, a young man originally from Crossit was able to get selected late in the NFL draft. Cornerback Gregory Jr. was selected there in the sixth round. So that's that's cool, right? He was selected by Jacksonville. This young man actually played in the Senior Bowl, so he had a, a good career there for OBU. But what makes this kind of even more interesting is that Texas. Did, did Texas have a single selection? Uh, no, they okay. did not have a single selection in the NFL draft at all this year. So OBU won, Texas yeah. zero. Stuart Mandel points out that this is the fourth time since 2014 the Texas Longhorns had zero or one player drafted. Now, again, we mentioned Arkansas State's uh, draft-less streak goes back to 2014, but... Texas has more money than, like, anybody else in the country. There is an obscene amount of talent in Texas. And even though there's people from all over the country that come in and try and poach this, t- this talent, there's still kids that grow up their whole lives and dream of playing at Texas that are born in Texas. This should not be feasible. It, it should be impossible for Texas to not have anybody drafted. But yet... There they are. There's some notes. I've seen other comments talking about how those classes have been evaluated where they've ranked multiple top five, top ten classes. So it's not so much their talent acquisition, excuse me, it's their talent development. Apparently they're just not any good at it. Yeah. And haven't been for about two coaches now, three (laughs) coaches now, um, which again is just, it's, it's wild that they have had those many issues getting players drafted um the nfl draft i think uh round one was the lowest rated draft in five years and i know we talked about this last week how there it just didn't seem like there was as much buzz around the nfl draft and that's partly because it's such a quarterback driven league and in college uh we pay more attention to quarterbacks than anybody else and there just was not that stark power quarterback so you didn't have the casual fan that was tuned in to see where their favorite player was going to go. Because, again, just you had, you know, didn't have a quarterback selected on Thursday until pick number 20. And then the guy that was originally anticipated to be the highest selected quarterback in Malik Willis out of Liberty, he did not go until the third round. Yeah. 
That was wild to me that he slipped as low as he did. But he is now a Titan. They actually traded up to get him in that round. And uh, he will be behind Ryan Tannehill. And they will develop him there. And we'll see if, you know, Tennessee went out and got themselves another Steve McNair or if this is just going to be uh, another player that everybody was wrong about in terms of projecting their career. There are more draft busts than not when it comes to the NFL draft. So certainly some of the guys that everybody was hyped about over the past uh, three days are unfortunately going to end up being just kind of footnotes in history. But uh, we'll soon get to, you know, camp news and things like that, and we'll have other stories to follow from the NFL soon enough. Uh, switching gears here, sticking with football, but looking at a college football lens. And we mentioned this earlier. We're, we're kind of, we've got the light at the end of the tunnel here with the portal uh, in terms of the fact that everybody had to at least have told someone in compliance that they were going to enter their name in the portal by 11.59 p.m. last night on May the 1st. So now the compliance officers have two days to be able to make sure all that paperwork is submitted. So tomorrow is anticipated to be the last day that we see any notes on portal kids going out, outgoing portal transfers. But that wasn't really the big news of the weekend. It was a situation unfolding possibly between... Pitt and USC that I thought was very interesting. I feel like anybody at all who has even for a half a second looked at any of the transfer portal storylines probably assumes there's a big amount of tampering going on behind the scenes. Right? Certainly seems like that's what people are speculating that is happening. But I think we're about to start seeing coaches fight over it I mean not quite fist fight but, you know <laughs> calling people out on social media and doing other kind of things and and uh and and stuff like that but there's a situation developing with pit player Jordan Allison and he's not just some random guy he's a reigning Bolitnikoff winner he's a phenomenal defensive player over the weekend he was reportedly debating a last minute transfer from Pitt and, again, it's not uncommon for players to transfer right now. We've been talking about this news for months. But here's, here's the kicker. It was reported on Friday night that he was considering leaving Pitt and that his destination was already picked out and that he would be transferring to USC on a massive NIL deal. He would have already been in the portal and announced that he was going to, to USC and there was money involved. All right, fine. I don't like it, but it is what it is. But now you've got a situation unfolding that looks like significant amounts of transfer, uh, significant amount amounts of tampering. Yeah. So much so that there's sources reporting that Pitt coach Pat Narduzzi called up Lincoln Riley multiple times on Friday to express his displeasure. Because again, with Addison not in the portal, there had to have been tampering to have occurred. Now, exactly how and who is doing the tampering is a big question, and it would be impossible to prove because if Lincoln Riley is just having his players reach out to Addison, you, that's technically not tampering. Nobody's ever going to be able to prove that. You cannot prove without a shadow of a doubt that that is tampering. But there is obviously 
some involved here. And it continues to just be more and more and more of a mess. Because there is, there is not any type of guardrails on the portal and on name, image, and likeness or, or anything else like that. And when you've already got stories coming out about what Addison is going to make from USC while he is still on the pit roster, that's unacceptable. And I don't know how you fix it because the NCAA has already made such a mess of it. Yeah. By the way, Addison is rumored to be receiving $3 million plus a house in Southern California, which I have no idea how much that costs, but a lot. Yeah, it, it's a lot. Yes, <laughs> that's a enough. lot. Probably, that's, probably in the hundreds of thousands. If not, uh, if not, just add another million. Yes, to that, uh, to that funding, and that's what he's going to get from USC boosters. And if that's true, he'll make more than the Steelers' second-round wide receiver pick, and have a 2022 compensation package on par with former teammate Kenny Pickett, who is the 20th overall pick in the NFL. So just a, a mess, a giant, giant mess. Um, I, I have not seen today, and I've kind of looked around a little bit to see if. Jordan Addison is in the portal. In fact, as of five hours ago, he was not. But again, uh, these rumors are still <laughs> pretty heavy out there at this point in time. Uh, so we'll see. Right now, the second, he is not in the portal. But the day is not done. And the paperwork window is not closed. So that would be a fascinating story there. Not that I, not that I want to see it happen because it's just so jacked up. But if a situation like this were to unfold, the only way there's ever going to be any kind of um, guidelines on this is if things just get so wildly out of hand that some big enough coaches make a big enough stink that it gets reeled back in a little bit. And this might be a start as to how that happens. Or it might just continue to stay crazy, which is honestly probably more likely. We'll see. Uh, we'll table that conversation for a moment and go ahead and hit pause here 9303776 is the number to call you can weigh in with us during the break on the ritter communications hotline keep it here with us on the ticket nobody crunches the numbers like kara take that for data the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. It's springtime and your friends at the Ticket Radio Network are ready for all the fun that comes with it. We're home to every A-State baseball game the rest of the season. Plus, home of the Memphis Grizzlies as they make their run through the playoffs. And be sure to listen every weekday to the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. It's all right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. 
This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new Roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. There's nothing quite like seeing a baseball crushed over the fence when the Red Wolves are on the diamond. Crushing the hood of your car is a different story. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back in the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford and Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, 523-5559. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better with custom wheels, leveling kits, and the area's best selection of light truck tires, ATs, mud tires, and RTs up to 35s and bigger. Plaza Tire Service has the tires you want in stock today, and we'll help you select a great combination that gets your truck exactly the way you want it. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and now at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, the biggest selection, the best service, and the lowest prices on light truck tires are at Plaza Tire Service. Every moment counts. As soon as you test positive for COVID-19, talk to your doctor to see what treatment might be right for you. We now have a variety of options. From monoclonal antibodies to lessen symptom severity and prevent hospitalization, to oral antivirals to treat mild to moderate cases. But the treatments work best the sooner you begin. For more information, go to healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. When I was in Iraq, our convoy was hit. It was bad. After I came home, I could still hear booms and see tracer fire. Makes it hard to be a good mom. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Naomi Mathis, Air Force veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. With help from DAV, I was able to begin to heal. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm part of DAV. We're veterans helping veterans to get the benefits they've earned. And I give my veterans my all. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. My victory is being able to be here for my children. Naomi Mathis, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. A quick update from St. Louis, where we've been reporting the same score for the past hour. It's still one or nothing uh, for Cardinals and Kansas City. This one in the middle of the fifth. Uh, and a Paul Goldschmidt home run is is made all the difference. That was in the bottom of the first, and nothing since then. In fact, uh, hardly any hits in this game. Seven combined hits between the two teams, four of those for the Royals, three of those for the Cardinals. Uh, 
So just uh, not a lot going on offensively as Steven Matz and Grinky having a pitcher's duel. We'll see how this one continues to shake out as we will, of course, give you additional reports on this one throughout the day. Uh, did you realize there was a no-hitter over the weekend? I'll be honest, in all of the different news and notes, and of course I know I was keeping up with a lot of basketball this weekend and A-State baseball and things like that, but uh, there was, in fact, a no-hitter over the weekend and the very first one of the Major League Baseball season. And it was Drew Smith. Um, I don't know if he would have been the guy most fans... Well, Drew Smith was one of several to contribute in that no-hitter in the 3-0 win over the Phillies on Friday. So, maybe not the no-no in the sense that people look at one guy out there for nine innings and expect him to go out there and and no-hit the opposition, but it was still a no-hitter. It was only the second one in Mets history. So if I was a Mets fan, I'd still be pumped because the only other no-hitter for New York was Johan Santana's no-hitter in 2012. That was against the Cardinals, by the way. And Santana threw like 400 pitches in that game and was never the same after that. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I want to say his pitch count was somewhere in the 120s or 130s, which is a number today. I mean, you have starters right now throwing half of that and getting pulled. (laughs) They get to 70 pitches and, and managers are like, ah, you're done. I'm sure it didn't help. I'm sure it helped that it came against the Phillies too. Because yeah. it gets your division rival, it makes it a whole lot better. Yeah, but uh, five of your guys that were able to contribute to that one. So the first no-no of the season is here. Uh, by the way, Mets still good. They topped the standings, the Yankees and the Mets, by the way, topped the standings in their respective leagues at the end of April for the first time in 36 years. Yankees, I'm sure, have been there a few times. Mets have not, which is, again, continues to be amazing since the fact that they're without Jacob deGrom and their pitching is still just that salty. Uh, they're really, really good. On the flip side, Cincinnati is really, really not. Kind of as was expected at the beginning of the the season, the NL Central is the Brewers and everybody else just trying to keep pace with the Brewers. Cardinals are the only other team in that division above 500, and then the Reds are just are are awful. They're three and nineteen, and that's tied for the second worst record through twenty two games since nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred, like not this millennium, hardly even last millennium. Nineteen hundred. That's almost since the birth of baseball is the last time a team has been this bad. I know. Uh, I I don't ever want to get in a habit of boring you all with stories about how my fantasy team is doing because you don't care. But I will give you one example of, of a player on that, that Reds roster um, that I foolishly picked up in the offseason. And the Reds, for the first month of the season, had a starting pitcher. Raver San Martin, who through four games has an ERA of almost 14. 
But yet the Reds kept putting him out there every five days because that's what they have. That's what they have. Now, across baseball today, we've seen a lot of roster movement because teams started with slightly expanded rosters at the beginning of the year due to the abbreviated spring training. And now they're having to get back to that 26-member roster count. So that young man has been sent to the minors to work on everything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the key targets of emphasis are when you have an ERA that's almost 14. Yeah. I'm just kind of looking at curiosity. Like the starting prices for the get-in prices for the Reds on resale right now is like $6. Oh, uh, this is it, it, like like if you're a Cardinal fan or a Cub fan or whatever, like it, it would honestly be a whole lot cheaper just yeah. to go watch your team at Cincinnati than at their home ballpark at this point. I am assuming at this point in time that Surely this is one of those things where you're partnering with local organizations to give out tickets. Like surely there's and the a place, Brewers do it, so Yeah. Surely there's a place right now in Cincinnati you can go pick up a cheeseburger and get a free Reds ticket. Skyline Chili. And I mean, some Reds. Yeah, the Brewers can give you a game plan on that. They, that's what they do. Well, there's there's several teams that do it when they're struggling, but right now I, I feel like the Reds are probably having to pay people to go to their games. I'd be fascinated to see what their attendance is. I'm not really gonna look because I know it's gonna be bad, but yeah. It's just, it's, it's awful. It is awful. And I mean, who can blame them again with the product that is out there on the field? And then you go back to the preseason where they had that goober in ownership that was like, you know, we'll just move the team or whatever. I, I wouldn't want to support that franchise right now either. I, no. Just, Who's even on that team? Um, Joey Votto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they haven't, like, cursed him. He's a good player. Uh, is Anhadio Suarez still on there? I feel like he got traded. I think he might have got traded. Yeah. I know Joey Votto's on there, but I I don't I don't really know what's I mean, I know last season, you know, Winker was one of their good players. He's not there anymore. Castellanos was one of their good players. He's not there anymore. It's just... <laughs> I don't know who plays. Uh, Mike Moustakis, Kyle Farmer... Joey Votto, Tommy Pham. I know, yeah, Tommy Pham's on there. See, the Reds have gone out and broken Joey Votto. This makes me mad. He's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. He's batting 122 this this year. I, I put that on the Reds. Has nothing, I mean, he's like 45. He should have retired just, at this point. Just let me blame the Reds for this. <laughs> he's only 38. But, yes, that probably makes him like the 10th oldest player in baseball yeah. right now. yeah. He's no he's no Adam Wainwright, but he's or he's no Albert Pujols, but he's not uh, not that far behind either. Uh, looking in, and let's look in on some standings really quick before we we hit pause uh, as we look around baseball and in, in the in the AL Yankees Twins, the Twins and the Angels are all the division leaders, which is not at all how I would have uh, picked it during the beginning of the season. The NL a little bit more predictable in the sense that you have the Dodgers leading the pack in a West division that has four teams over 500. I think everybody still expected, you know, Dodgers, Padres, Giants probably to be pretty good. I don't know if people expected uh, the Rockies to be as good as they are. Or me. I did not expect the Rockies to be as good as they are. Central, just two teams above 500, but Brewers leading the way there. And then uh, we've already talked about the Mets and, and how well they are playing right now. Second best record in baseball, again, without even being completely healthy at this point in time. So they've had a really really good start to the season one more baseball story to to leave you with and this one we switch gears to to the college ranks and 
velocity, you know, continues to tick up across baseball. And we're pretty used to seeing some absolute fireballer relievers across Major League Baseball. In fact, at this point in time, I feel like every single team in baseball has a guy who's got straight gas, right? Like every single team in their bullpen has a 100-mile-an-hour closer or reliever or whatever. It's just all across baseball. Some teams even have starters that are able to throw that kind of gas at this point in time. But did you see the numbers from Ben Joyce of Tennessee? Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, the reliever threw a 105.5 mile per hour fastball. It's the fastest pitch that's ever been recorded in college ball and the second fastest in baseball history, trailing Araldus Chapman. And by the way, not that far behind Araldus Chapman in 0.3 miles per hour. Joyce is again 105.5, fastest pitch of all time, 105.8. Those are just some crazy numbers. And Katie mentioned earlier he's, he's not the only Tennessee reliever with that kind of a – I'm pretty sure they have three relievers that can throw 100 thrower. miles an hour, which is crazy. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, one more break to take. We'll take it. We'll come back, and we'll look at this poll one more time before we wrap things up today on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Visiting with A-State pitcher Carter Holtz. Most people that have hip surgery, they aren't young. I would hang out with people that were like 80 years old. And they're like, oh, we just had the same surgery you did, sweetie. And you know how that makes you feel like I'm working out with grandmas all day. Like, that's what I was doing. So, Start eating dinner at 4 o'clock? Mm-hmm, dinner at 4 o'clock, coffee at 6.30 a.m., you know, like reading magazines, crossword puzzles, all the above. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Total Health. And if you're ready to lose weight and you're tired of choking down bars and shakes and you're tired of going from fad diet to fad diet, it's time for you to check out the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. You see, the Elite Total Health, your weight loss journey is medically assisted and supervised by a team that's going to customize a plan to fit your life and your goals. And they have multiple weight loss medication options, including Fentermine. So there's no need to drive hours away to get the medicine that's going to help you lose weight. You can do all of that in Jonesboro at the all-new Elite Total Health. And y'all, most of their current patients have lost double digits in their first 30 days with many losing as much as 15, 16, or 17 pounds in only 30 days. Schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes, with tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane at the corner of Caraway and Highland next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. Whether you're 
building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Some days you just want a good old sandwich. Well, the place for steamed sandwiches is Munchies on Caraway and Nettleton, and it has been for 47 years. It's where you'll find a hoagie deluxe or a Reuben, ham and cheese, or just about any kind of sandwich imaginable on just about any bread with just about any condiment. And always home for the world-famous cheese sticks. And always the place to find Corn Dog 7, a hand-battered corn dog and fresh-squeezed lemonade. I may call them an order for pickup at 932-5360. Been steaming for 47 years and still going strong. Ah, munchies. Hello, this is Sidney Moncrief, former Razorback and NBA player. I know what it means to be strong defensively. You can help your team win. When it comes to COVID-19, your best defense is a COVID-19 vaccine. Getting the vaccine makes you a true team player, helping protect those people around you, especially those at high risk. So when it's your turn, don't miss your shot. I know I didn't. Sponsored by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and UAMS. This is the sound of someone correctly installing a car seat. And this is the sound of someone incorrectly installing a car seat. Correctly? Incorrectly. Hear the difference? No? That's because installing a car seat incorrectly is terribly easy. So much so, 75% of adults install them wrong. For simple instructions on how to get it right, visit buckleupforlife.org. Ah, perfectly executed. Brought to you by Labonner Children's Hospital. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the ticket. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Workday Red Zone. 9303-776 is the number to call. If you would like to get the last word of the show, one more time on the KavanaughCars.com question. How will the Western Conference semifinals between Golden State and Memphis play out? And looking at final numbers from the poll here, 18% of you say Golden State will win it in four or five. 36% of you taking the Warriors in six or seven. Nobody brave enough. Out of everybody who responded to take Memphis to win four in a row and take the series in five, but 46% of you do have faith in the Grizzlies to come back and win the series, just that it will take them six or seven games. Still one to nothing in St. Louis. Coulda, shoulda been two to nothing in the bottom of the fifth as Andrew Kisner hits what looked like a bomb into the seats at Bush Stadium, but man, Michael Taylor had tip to that guy for the Royals because he just made a stupid good catch above the wall in center field that robbed Kisner of the homer and left the Cardinals scoreless in that frame. So it's still one nothing. Thanks a lot, Michael Taylor. <laughs> but uh, that, by the way, that was just that was a great catch. Um, whatever team you're a fan of, go go look at that catch. It was a really, really good catch. So that is the latest news there, uh, or the latest update from 
from the Cardinals. Not as impressive. Tyler O'Neill had a defensive highlight kind of sort of where he lost his sunglasses and still made the catch. Michael Taylor probably gets the edge on that one. Yeah, probably. Might depend. I don't know. What kind of shades were they? They were probably something expensive. Yeah, we'll give the edge to Michael Taylor. Um, other news from around baseball. Failed to mention this earlier, but Robinson Cano has been DFA'd by the New York Mets. He's one of the few storylines for the Mets that are not going in a positive direction. Again, they're playing really, really well right now. But Cano, even though he's owed $44,703,297 by the Mets, for the last little bit of a 10-year contract that he signed back in 2013 is now um, he has been designated. He is not good this year. 195, one homer, three RBIs, and 43 plate appearances. And then, of course, he has had a interesting time with the Mets. He's had a couple of different suspensions due to PEDs. And at one point in time, in, in what looked to be like an unstoppable career, is possibly at the tail end. Somebody could pick him up, sure. But for a while, it was for a while it was kind of just assumed he was going to be maybe after Miggy the next guy to get three thousand hits. But with you know an entire season missed after violating the PED policy. And then another season where he missed, what, like 80 games? Yeah. That's taken a big chunk of possibilities there in, in terms of his numbers. I don't know if he's done done, but if he is, 2,632 career hits, the third most among active players. He was an eight-time All-Star. He was fantastic for a while, but not this year. Three years with the Mets. 269 batting average, just not the numbers, obviously, that they were expecting when they went out and signed him. I mean, they still owe him like $45 million or something crazy like that. Yeah. So I wonder if it'll be like a Bobby Vanilla type deal. Man, how many more years? Bobby, what day is Bobby Bonilla Day? Uh, I think that's July 1st, right? It, it, yeah, it is. It is. And the Mets have to still pay him $1.19 million on July 1st until, oh, wow. I guess I thought that we would stop celebrating Bonilla Day sometime in the 2020s. No, 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 no. That goes until 2035. So, I mean, it could happen. The Mets could continue to pay Cano a million bucks for the next 40 or so years, but... We'll see. That is wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, pretty much a wrap for us on the program today. Looking ahead to a Tuesday. Uh, typically on Tuesday afternoons, we are joined by Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, for a chat. So crossing our fingers that that will happen tomorrow. I mean, A-State baseball, no midweek game this week, so he ain't got anywhere to be. <laughs> I kid. He's got a really busy schedule, but he at least does not have a road baseball game to call. Uh, that could potentially keep him occupied. So we will cross our fingers that we are able to catch up with him on tomorrow's show. And, oh, finally, the John Boy breakdown from last week's Cardinals-Meds brawl is out. So I got something to watch this afternoon. 
Looking forward to that in addition to keeping up with this Cardinals-Royals game, which as we wrap things up today is still one nothing Cardinals in the middle of the six. But uh, anyways, that's a wrap. It's time for me to quit talking. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive with Brad Bobo. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10, and then the Workday Red Zone will be back tomorrow at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.